or Sony. Actually, I, I probably know more Sony photographers than than any other brand at the moment. Yeah, you spend two thousand on the body and a thousand dollars on batteries. I see. No, I was going to say one on each coast, but that's not true anymore. Nope. All right. Welcome to the real America, Jeff. Welcome to the real America. (laughs) And and to you listening, welcome to episode two twenty four. Are we starting? Can we start? Sure, we can start. Do it. Episode two twenty four. It is Tuesday, August ninth, and you have tuned in to on taking. What is it that we're taking? Um, camping. On taking Xanax. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, if only that were true. Uh, it is on taking pictures. Your your weekly your weekly fun discussions around photography, creativity, and politics. Oh no, not politics. I love how you get started. You just you're just t- taunting them. Taunting them. Taunting not in them. a good way. Yeah, yeah. Uh. You want to talk about our our recent uh, wildlife excursion? We slept outside. Trip? You mean we slept outside and and just not in the backyard? Yep. Well, uh, in under under the nature's stars. backyard, in somebody else's backyard. <laughs> That's right. In in the camping capital of the country, New Kokomo, Jersey. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you've heard. You've been to Yosemite. Sure. You've been to Zion. Sure. Grand Canyon. Mm-hmm. Okay, don't be a West Coast snob when you live on the East Coast. Now you have to. You have to start. You gotta. You gotta rein that no, in. No, it was lovely. Actually, we went to uh, uh, what's the place called? Voorhees, Voorhees State, State Park. Park. Uh, Freddie Clark, that yep. Freddie Clark, that one that you've heard the stories about. Yep. Uh, Chris Connors, Bill Fielding, myself. Yep. Uh, it was fun, huh? It was fun. It was I really like, fun. Uh. I, I enjoyed it more. I enjoyed camping more than I thought I'd enjoy camping. Well, hey, you know what's a good idea? When a chef comes camping with you. Yeah, it's always a good idea when you bring somebody who knows how to cook. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and Freddie. Yeah, and somebody who really likes beer. Yeah, 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 definitely necessary. These, these should be paramount, equal to the tent and the sleeping bag. <laughs> and the steaks that the guy brings. Oh, man. That was yeah. amazing. That was I. I may have had a better steak in my life, but I couldn't tell you when or where because that yeah, was that fantastic. was pretty good. It was pretty tasty. It was fantastic. Uh, yeah, and and we got to uh, there. There's a uh, what is it? The New Jersey Amateur Astronomers or something? Is it something that like that? Yeah, uh, have their observatory at the same state park, and uh, we went over there uh, in the evening and uh, hung out and met a number of nice people. We yep. met that guy Jeff. Yeah, hi Jeff. Uh, who uh, who may or may not be listening to the show now. But either way, uh, terrific hospitality. They, yep. they, they showed us around and let us look through their telescopes, and it was, it was really neat. Yeah. That Brought was, me back uh, to high school. Yeah, especially astronomy people, uh, when they have their telescopes out and they have them pointed at something, they're always very excited to let other people look through them. Yeah. You know, like Paul Robinson Observatory is what it's called. Oh, is that what that's called? Okay, yeah, the yeah. Paul Robinson Observatory. Um, it was, uh, that was very neat. So if you live in that area, which is, uh, way out, way out West in, uh, New Jersey, cl- not too far from the Pennsylvania border, as far as I, as I understand, yep, yep. um, you can, uh, you can go there on Saturday nights, is it? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's fun. Uh, yeah. so camping was good. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was really neat. The the gorge was kind of cool. Yep. Um, Freddie did some uh, some slow shutter stuff in the. In, there was a little waterfall there. Yeah, I want to see this. Kind Can of a spillway, rather. Um, but yeah, you know what? It, it every time I go camping, I forget how much I dig camping. Although we did get rained on, and who knows? We we didn't know at the time whether that was going to last or whether it was going to clear up. But it ended up clearing up and being beautiful. It actually, beat down a lot of the humidity. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, it was beautiful. Uh, so everyone go camping before the summer's out because it's very nice. We are going to there's a there's a place near here called Assateague. Okay. Uh, little island off the coast where they have wild horses and you can camp there. Uh, but we didn't make it this year. The cutoff. They made, I guess it fills up within hours or days when they when they open up reservations. Basically, kind of like Yosemite. You know, okay, when, yeah, it, yeah, when yeah. it goes on sale or, or is available, you, you got to get in quick. Um, but it's supposed to be just a beautiful place. And, and each year in July, they herd the horses and have them swim across the little channel to the mainland, I guess, for lack of a better word, yep. uh, where they do kind of an auction. Uh, and then, and then they herd them back and, uh, uh across the, the little channel to the Island again. I, but, one so- time I was in, uh, Nevada and crossing a road. On the way from uh, Death Valley to Vegas, you know, like Pahrump, I guess it is mm-hmm. around that sure. area. And um, there was this just little stop off that we went and got gas at some, you know, four corner crossing. And there was a there was a sign up that said, you know, every once in a while, like there there is a single herd of 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 wild horses in this area, mm. you know. And it's like, and then we turn around, and there they are right behind the place like they just reading the to sign be, going yeah, uh-huh. going that's us really that's cool like yeah. other horses yeah <laughs> yeah where yeah <laughs> we don't see any we've been coming here for years yeah, exactly <laughs> uh, i always remember that's funny there's a there's a little town up above where my dad used to live up in the mountains uh called oatman okay and there are wild burrows that just wander through the town and you can buy like vendors will sell like just bunches of carrots and you yeah. can you know, feed the burrows. That's see that kind of stuff's cool. Yeah, it's kind of neat. Um, can, right, can so, we give a can we give a little plug to Gronsky's Milk Bar? Oh god, that was good ice cream, right? That was really good ice cream. I had the Terrific. Uh, if you're ever the, in that area, Gronsky's Milk Bar. The vanilla with the uh, peanut butter ripple. Man, yep. was it good? Yep. It uh, like, we had the uh, the chocolate. What was it? Chocolate, chocolate malt. Chocolate chunk with chocolate chocolate malt malt chocolate right. in there. I love malt flavor. Do you, do you, are you are you into malted milk balls? Oh yeah, whoppers, sure. Yeah. And and well, yeah, but like the real ones are better too. Like like the you know not the whopper ones, like the ones you get at a chocolatier in a, in a mall kind of thing. Well, you you forget that I'm not nearly as fancy as you, so whoppers <laughs> do me just fine. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all, we all can't be a whopper. Um, <laughs> so did you watch this uh, Daito Moriyama movie? Of that course you suggested? I did. Of course I did. Uh, he, man, what an interesting guy. He's a super interesting cat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I watched the whole thing, uh, this morning, the hour and a half version of it. Um, yeah. I, I love that he just goes and revisits and revisits and revisits. Like, you know, it, there, there is, there is this aspect of refining your craft, mm-hmm. but there's also the way Moriyama kind of approaches it or seems to is he's refining his vision so that he can refine his craft. He's, he's seeing the same streets, the same alleyways, the same buildings, in many cases, the same people, but 
there's nuance there that maybe wasn't seen before. Yeah. He, he also, it's when they show him walking around taking pictures, he mm-hmm. also seems to take a lot of pictures. Did you yep. notice that? Yeah. I mean, it, it was like snap, turn around, walk a little bit, snap around walk a little bit walk a little bit snap you know it's like man you're gonna shoot a lot if you're walking around the city and that was this thing was from what the late 90s something like that uh when it was he was still shooting film yeah so but man still interestingly blown through a still lot. a little rico film camera yeah it was basically the analog version of the same one that he uses digital now i guess mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh it, it was it was it was interesting seeing him shoot so much it was interesting to see him shooting from the hip and it got me thinking about the 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 composition that we think about a lot. I, I remember the other night when you were taking pictures of the power lines with the trees yep. underneath. Yep. You were taking a picture and you were moving the thing just a scooch, taking a picture, and then you at one point you said, "Oh no, no, that's too much," and you went back a little bit, that kind of thing. Well, it, partially, <laughs> it was because I couldn't see it because the 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 EVF in so the X Pro One yeah. won't resolve that level of darkness. Right. Which brings a question. It, just a, a quick aside. Sure. Yep. If anybody is using or has used uh, the X-Pro2 or uh, Pete, actually uh, Pete Evans, I'm talking to you. Does your camera resolve focus at twilight or at night? Or are you still having to go to the OVF? Uh, And beyond that, does anybody out there who's listening that uses an EVF, how do you focus at night? How do you focus in the dark? Well, that was very, very dark. Well, how does any camera focus? I mean, like even an well, SLR least, wouldn't be able to do that. At least optically, if you're looking through an optical viewfinder. Yeah, you could theoretically possibly see something. But still, even even then, it was it's pretty dark even looking through an optical viewfinder because mm-hmm. you lose light, you know, especially if your lens isn't some fast prime or something, you know. It's, yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, so let me know, yeah. uh, you know, X-Pro2, uh, X-T2, even the, the uh, uh, Nicholas Govis, are you shooting, you're shooting an EM10? How's the EVF in that? Let us know what, what you think of the EVF. Olympus. Um, and I just found it interesting when he's walking around, he's taking pictures like from the hip or mm-hmm. just holding it up and hold it up, snap, hold it up, snap, turn, snap, that, that he's, he's thinking about composition in the sense that he's pointing the camera at what he wants to point it at. But there is no detail in the composition. You know what I'm saying? That that that, that he is. It, it is a very rough estimate of where he was trying to get. Um, it's not like he's sitting there for 20 seconds, kind of getting it just right. No, okay, but I think you know the guy's been doing it for so long and is probably so familiar with that field of view that it's it's there's a lot of it that's muscle memory. Oh, absolutely. But I think that there's a lot of it that is just fudge factors, gray area of like, it's, it's not about it being absolutely perfect, the composition. It's about, you know, me getting this picture at this exact moment. And it just kind of, it made me think about how much time I or you or some other people will spend on moving the camera, what is the equivalent of five or 10 pixels to, to get it exactly how we think we want it. When there's no way that guy's within five or ten pixels when he's just like throwing the camera around taking pictures, and maybe there's some uh, uh, serendipity to his composition, you know, and and it's maybe, kind of interesting. But I I do feel like you're downplaying his his precision as a result of years of of practice and craft and and chasing this. Uh, maybe, but I I feel like he would admit that it's n- it's not about perfect composite. Like for him, it it's not about getting it exactly right. You know, if mm-hmm. he if he if he cuts off the foot of you know the bottom tire of the car, it's not the end of the world. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, but 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 
I guess it's just our eyes create composition oftentimes in things, you know, we look for patterns, right? Sure. Humans are pattern recognition machines. So both he's looking for patterns and taking pictures, and then we are seeing patterns in those that maybe align with rule of thirds and, you know, negative space and all the, all the, all the sort of crazy rules that we, that we try to make our, our pictures fit into. Um, and, and, and I just think it's interesting that in some ways he, he rely, I think he relies on that more than a lot of other photographers do and, and how wide the gamut is between guys like him who are sort of fast and like literally fast and loose with it. And people who are so anal that, you know, they're sitting there cropping a couple pixels off the corner in post. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it, it was also interesting how the Japanese, especially the guy, everyone who was talking about him, were using terms that had, even in the subtitles, they kept the terms in Japanese and then they put the translation in parentheses after it. Right. So, like, you know, he was talking about, you know, uh, uh, you know, bokeh or whatever it is and it would just say it would put bokeh in there and then it would say focus right you know, right, right or right. unfocused or something like that it's like they didn't translate it because that word means something more than just the simple translation of what you think it might mean in japanese you know um it's kind of neat yeah it was it was it was interesting um i it, i it, really it, like his stuff and and the more i the more i see of his work the more i like it the more i like the iterative nature of his work yeah. Um I do like his black and white work uh by and large more than the color work. Uh yeah. But the color work definitely has its own allure. He uh it's also when they get into him talking about his family and his drug addiction mm-hmm. over the years and stuff. <laughs> Man, the guy the guy's had some serious times going through, you know. He was a junkie for a while. He like basically walked out on his family, his wife and kids, you know. Um, and, and he kind of admitted that he doesn't really make a lot of money doing it just because he even said, he's just like, I, I, he's like, I don't, I didn't know how I was going to make a living for a year. And then now it's 17 years later or whatever. Um, well, and I think that speaks to, to the way he sees his work relative to the way his work has been embraced by the art world or by the photography world. Uh, okay. In that he he he's not shooting to hang on gallery walls. He's shooting because he's got something to say, and yeah. I think he seems to be surprised at the recognition that his work has garnered over the years. Um, yeah, perhaps. Uh, I I I think it's interesting that he he shoots. You know, he shoots all this. Yes, I think that he shoots because he enjoys taking those pictures, mm-hmm. and whether galleries were knocking or not he'd probably still be doing it right um, that's that's what yeah. i mean that's what although, I mean. although it, it's it's interesting he took seven or eight years off from the camera when mm-hmm. he was in his like deep drug thing like seven or eight years that's a long time you know uh that that, that and then what, what was the thing he was like kind of drunk one night and he saw used pentax in the window of some shop and he like bought it and started taking pictures again that that it that it it took like this strange moment when, when he was like, Oh yeah, a camera, you know, and, that and, makes sense right now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was also kind of sad that he would, they were saying how when he was really doped up that his mother was sick and dying and he didn't want to visit her cause he didn't want her to see him like that. 
you know, that's just ugh, tragic stuff. Um, too skinny, you know. Uh, anyway, a, a fantastic photographer, fascinating fellow. Uh, kind of seems like uh, 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 not not the not the greatest human in the world overall. You know, just with yeah, like but who is? No, absolutely. Yeah. Everyone's got flaws. Yeah, I I I found fascinating that this. I mean, he's very prolific to us. To 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 an audience, he seems to be really pro- prolific. But there was at one point where it was, I don't know, halfway or so through where he, he's like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm basically pretty selfish and lazy. Yeah. Yeah. But not in his life. He said only in his work that there'll be times when he makes excuses for why he can't shoot or doesn't. Right. Shoot. Right. Right. But a guy like that, I mean, you know, if he doesn't go shoot for a month, how would any of us know? Well, yeah. I mean, there's probably such an incredible uh uh backlog of work that's never even been seen right and if yeah. he's shooting as much as it show like it it almost felt like he was shooting five or six rolls a night mm-hmm. you know when when they show him walking around well that's 200 pictures a day you know that he's going to go home and first of all pay to have processed and and everything and then theoretically print himself the ones he really likes he's definitely shooting a lot and culling from a large number of images, you know, he's sort of a, uh, 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 um, you know, uh, uh, it's, it's, it's not spray and pray, but it's definitely like, I'm just going to shoot everything I can think of and right. edit later. You know, well, he's, and the, he's definitely show, not editing in camera. No. And when they show him editing with, with his editing partner, whatever his lab assistant, whatever yeah. it is, you know, it, he's very quick about, nope, nope, nope. Yep. yep. Keep that one. Nope. 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 I mean, there, there's, it's it's almost as if the consideration was made whether or not to keep it in camera, and now he's just sort of reaffirming what he already thought. Yeah, it could be, or he just might be really fast at making those decisions. You mm-hmm. know, either mm-hmm. it speaks to him or, or it doesn't. It's, it's sort of like you know a blink blink decision. Yeah. Um. Which yeah, good stuff though. Yeah, it's uh uh yeah, and there was one other thing he said. Uh, people used to say that he has friction in his images. Mm-hmm. which I thought was an interesting word to use um, that, that, that there is what is in front of his lens and then there's him. And then there's the, the, the something between the two of them. Friction. Yeah. I wonder if it's a, if it's a literal, does it, do, is it tension that he was trying to get at or was friction the, you know what I mean? Was the straight that the closest Jeff, translation? Or? Yeah. But I kind of like the idea of it being friction, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the, uh, what is the, in physics, when you're doing a physics problem, the uh, uh, the you know the the drag coefficient is some symbol that I can never remember, but that's that's kind of what it feels like. Uh, Should make a book and just have that on the front cover, just that symbol. It's just that symbol, the drag coefficient symbol, right? For friction, yeah, that would be kind of cool, right? Uh, commonly denoted is uh, C sub X or C sub W, which isn't nearly as exciting as I wanted it to be. <laughs> uh, I haven't done uh, I looks haven't done better on paper. In a long time. I liked physics. All right, uh, where do you want to go next? Uh, John Dubois wrote John in. John Dubois. John. Hello, Dubois. Jean. <laughs> Jean. Suddenly, he's J E A N. Jean. Sure. Well, come on, Jean Dubois. Well, he said, sent us an email this week. He said, uh, "I'd like." Sounds like a boat captain. Yeah. 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 Yeah, come aboard your vessel, Jean Dubois. Yeah. 
No. <laughs> I'd like to suggest a more in-depth discussion of pros and cons, do's, don'ts, etc. for photographers and photography websites. I know I need to spend more time on my site, but I don't put in as much time as I should. Uh, we, You and I, occasionally when we're looking at Photographer of the Week's stuff, uh, more you than I will go, oh, get yeah. this site. Well, uh, you know, it's... It, Bad, okay. Hmm. <laughs> Bad design is offensive. That's all there is to it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But somebody it's, it's thought not, it was good design. It's, it's not, e- well, <laughs> e- yes, but it's still, you know, it, the interface is not the star, okay? Right. All the whiz-bang bullshit around the photographs, that's not the star. The star is the photograph, the star are the portfolios, the bodies of work that you are presenting to the world. Those are the stars. Yes. So spend more time on that and less time on intro movies and, and weird navigation and, and cumbersome preview full scales. Spend less time on that. Yeah. And more time on great photography. A lot of those images, a lot of those sites I think that we complain about were probably built many years ago. Uh, Maybe back in the dark days of Flash websites, which you and I were both guilty of at some point. Yeah, I love sure. I loved Flash when Flash was ubiquitous. Right, but most everything I won't I don't want to say everything, but most everything that could be accomplished in Flash can now be accomplished with HTML5. Yeah, uh, at least with regard to interface design. Sure. Okay. Sure. Maybe not full on animation. You know, keyframing or tweening or that kind of thing, but certainly with regard to to UI and UX. And 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 at the time, the big issue was fonts and 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 doing any kind of typography was next sure, to which is now yeah, use doable in CSS. Although yeah. uh, you know, does sometimes render differently in different browsers and stuff. I mean, there's something yeah, to say for. Much. I mean, use yeah. Google Fonts and you know, or or Font Kid or Font Squirrel or any of the the packaged uh, uh, font systems, and and you'll be fine. Right. So your view is bigger images when somebody's looking at an image, and not none of this like. Click on the thumbnail to get a pop-up or, you know, like click on a thumbnail, maybe it goes to the big one and then you can cycle through all of the, all of the thumbnails or something. Yeah. I mean, I don't have a a specific, you know, sort of modus operandi for flipping through images, but. How do you uh, feel about full bleed, even if it ends up cropping the image a little bit? uh, Wait, say that again. How do you feel about full bleed images, like all the way to the edges of the frame? Uh, even you, if it ends up as cro- like in a, in a light box or just in general, what do you mean? In, in general, like, cause a lot of, for example, some of the Squarespace templates are designed to use full bleed images. Oh yeah. And they'll, they'll crop in and you exactly. for the larger, yeah, the depending bleed. on how, how you have your, um, depending on how you have your browser set up, you may be seeing a vertical slice of it or a horizontal slice of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Depending on your ratio. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't have a huge problem with it as a general rule. I mean, it's you know, it's kind of case by case. Would it, would it, would it bother you in your own images to have people sort of cropping without knowing while just looking at the website? Uh, no, I think uh, at least it might not still be that way, but it was that way for a while, where the the resting page or the resting state was uh, a cropped in view so that I could fit it on a grid. 
and then if you click the, you, the, you know if you click then you get the full image right so right, basically right. they were all the same aspect ratio on the page right the square thing or and right, then you yeah. would get the original aspect as shot aspect ratio on click yeah um it is important and it should it should be uh uh well done it doesn't have to be over designed but yeah. it has to be well designed i yeah. think yeah i think um, i think simple is enough just clean clear uh there are some people who like to break up their things by project there are some people like to break things up by subject you know landscapes mm -hmm. and portraits versus you know yosemite and yeah, tokyo yeah. or whatever have a way to see what you do have a way to get a hold of you have a way to find or follow you on social media yep uh and if you if you are going to include ways to find or follow you on social media then use those social media streams don't have four images on your Instagram account and wonder why you only have zero followers or whatever right. it is. It's, you know, it's give also, people a reason. It's also, um, uh, it, it's also gotten to the point where unless you have a really good reason to roll your own when it comes to this stuff, there's so many good CMS type systems out there, you know, whether it's Squarespace or WordPress yeah, or there's, whatever. There's Squarespace, WordPress, Weebly, Wix, yeah, um, that it, that that to to actually go into code your thing from scratch. Well, Jeffrey and I have both done that. I would dozens do of times. Right. It's sort of like, well, I'm not going to spend my time on that. Yeah, anymore. I wouldn't do it again ever. Uh, there are so many great looking. If you don't want to go with with Squarespace, if you want to use something like WordPress, there are th certainly hundreds, probably thousands, uh, perhaps even of, millions. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Of, uh, of terrific templates. Yep. And, you know, there are giant brands that are using WordPress as their CMS. Vanity Fair, I think, uses uh, WordPress. New York Times uses WordPress. Uh, New York Times website is WordPress? I believe so. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, so the, so the idea of, you know, you don't really need to do it yourself. You need to just find a nice... Uh, uh, template on one of these servers or systems that, that you can use and put your imagery in there. You know, I mean, that's really what it comes down to. Just an easy way to go through stuff. There was also a time when before high DPI displays, when that really just started, like the, like people would look at retina stuff on their phones or their iPads or whatever. Uh, and now we're getting high DPI displays on laptops and, and desktops in the last few years. And, uh, you want to make sure a lot of, most of these systems will deal with that so that it'll use a higher res image. And so if you're looking at it on an iPad or whatever, it will look good and not just sort of like it's revved right, up right. for, for, for the uh, TechCrunch, New Yorker, BBC America, Variety, Sony Music, MTV News, yep. uh, PlayStation Blog, Xerox, ESPN, Vanity Fair, Fortune. Yeah. So, all, you know, a ton yeah. of people. I used to be a, what was the other one? Uh, movable type. Movable type. Sure. I used to like, there was movable type. type. There was expression engine. Um, you know, people use Drupal, people use Joomla. Joomla. Right. Something about movable type. I like the name movable type. It's yeah. a good name. It's a good one. So yeah, I, I think that's, uh, that's is, it's interesting that most of the people that we go look at that we complain about are either older photographers or art photographers for whom they don't need to update their site all that often. It's not like people are coming there for commercial work, you know, mm -hmm. uh, that they have. If, if somebody's coming to buy their work, they're probably going through a gallery anyway. Uh, 
or or people for whom we see their pictures and their 250 pixels on the screen, you know, that kind of stuff. Right. That is of a of another time when people used to keep really, really tiny images on their websites for fear of them getting stolen and whatever. And it's like, well, that's just a reality of the modern world. Uh, you kind of yeah, got to go a little I mean, bigger. Is, is it? What? I mean, is it really? I mean, are people really going to, you know, take your, your images and go use them somewhere? Well, people do. I mean, that, that does happen. I mean, it happens to yeah, me. But is it is it worth? I don't know. I don't think that's, a, don't use a big watermark on the center of your image either. Yo, no, no, no. Watermarks are tacky. Um, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, and if you're going to do it like way down in the corner, very, very simple and not bright white and Helvetica, you know? Um, yeah, I don't know. You got anything else? Uh, no, I don't really know, you know, what else he wanted to know. I mean, yeah, it's, have a presence, have a have a clean, well designed presence, and have a way to, for people to get a hold of you. You know, the, the, there 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 is discussion around you know little details. Is it better to have a form or just an email address? Um, yeah, you know, and and who knows? You know, it, it could it could go either way. I think as long as as somebody can get a hold of you, um, you know. Y- you're going to have a different experience than the next photographer. You know, a lot of photographers, their point of contact is Twitter. Some others are, their point of contact is Facebook. Some yeah. it's their website. Some yeah. it's, you know, Instagram or whatever. Figure out what's, what works for you and, and leverage that. Be vocal, be visible. Right. Did you, um, uh, do you find yourself getting a lot of uh, spam phone calls lately? From like weird numbers around the country, no, Ugh, I don't know how I got on some list, but at least my twice spam a day. email has has gone up dramatically in the past several months. I don't know what that's about. And you actually end up getting spam, or does no, 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 it gets filtered out. But I look through it because sometimes there are false positives. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's um, uh, I just it's lately I've been getting so many phone calls from four three four seven eight seven twenty four seventy three. You know, and it's like I have no idea who these people are, and I'm not going to answer it. Do you do um, a reverse lookup or anything? Well, it's occasionally I'll answer and it'll be like, you have won a free, your business has won, a, you know, that kind of crap. Or right. the IRS is after you for, it's like, no, the IRS is really not after me, right. you know? And they don't do it by phone call. Right. Where you can right. pay off your IRS bill with a credit card. Like, you know? Yeah. Um, Swipe here and yeah. all debt will be forgiven. Exactly. And right. and the, the the problem is that uh, the other day I actually missed a phone call from a potential client because it was like some random phone number from Florida that I didn't know. You know, I mean, they left a message and I called them back, but it's just like normally I would just answer those calls. But it's gotten to the point where two, three times a day I get random 1-800 numbers or random spammy calls. I don't know what to do about it because they're all doing it illegally. It's not like putting my number on some sort of. Well, you can. You can block the the number within. Yeah, but it's iOS. always a different number. Oh, yeah, they just keep changing the number, so it's like that's useless. They figured mm-hmm. that they figured it all out, man. They've got they've got the scam down. It's uh, you know, it's ISIL scammers. You know, uh, somebody I, I heard a story the other day of some uh, security researcher. Uh, his mother's computer got got uh, hacked by cryptoware. Uh, and and he. He stopped it before it got too far. Like he's a smart guy and, and knew how to get rid of it. And but he called the people back who who were doing it, 
And uh, and they were just like, oh, well, you know, give us a credit card and we'll unlock it. He goes, oh, can, can I send you a picture of my credit card? Because I can't really read it very well and whatever. They were like, yeah, sure. So he takes a picture of a credit card. Well, he doesn't take a picture of a credit card. He calls a file, you know, picture of my credit card, dot whatever, sticks it in a zip, but it's actually an EXE file. And he does cryptoware on their computer. Nice. <laughs> he like, he like shot it back Whoops. at them. <laughs> and, the, and the guy writes back and he's just like, I clicked on your picture, but nothing happened. <laughs> and the guy's just like, yeah, something's happening. All right. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Suck it. Crypto right. dude <laughs> in Ukraine or wherever the hell you are. Um, all right, let's talk about our new sponsor, uh, who I actually use, uh, 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 I use their product daily. Uh, it's backblaze. No, you don't. Uh, well, I, 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 they're, they're, you don't, you don't use it. Come on daily. I don't restore it daily, Come but on. I, but I what, certainly, what do they have an interface that fits on the rowing machine? Come on. Uh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, uh, have used backblaze to back up. Let me see what I have on here. I have 578,185 files equaling 6.9 terabytes. And that's just the Tumblr GIFs. Yeah, yeah that's, that's just my, my pictures of, uh, of fielding. Careful, careful, <laughs> careful. Uh, yeah, no, I got uh, 6.9 terabytes up there, and it's great. It's got everything on all of my hard drives is up in the cloud. So if my house burns down with all my backups, with everything, I'm protected. So make sure your images are protected and have offsite backups with an offsite copy. Uh, Backblaze is unlimited. It's a native back uh, backup solution for Mac and PC. So it's not a lot of these other ones are like a Java app, you know, right, like they're right, right, platform. Right. Isn't like it, this, it's only like fifty bucks a year, right? It's fifty dollars a year. I, I do believe that is correct. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Five dollars a month. Yeah. Uh, no credit card required. You can try risk free for a fifteen day trial. Go to backblaze.com slash on taking pictures. Uh, you have access to all your backed up data with iOS and Android apps. So if you want to get to some file that was on your computer when you left, it's if it's up on the cloud, you can get to it from your phone. Right. Uh, web restore available for quick downloads anywhere with an internet connection. You can restore by mail. You could basically purchase a hard drive with your data on it and they get it overnight by FedEx, which is great. Uh, return to, uh, a, a restore by mail drive within 30 days for a refund. So you pay for the drive. They send it to you. If you send the drive back, you get your money back. It's amazing. You get a full refund? Yeah, apparently. Uh, uh, 250 petabytes of data stored by Backblaze. They've got over 10 billion files that have been restored. Great, Yikes. Uh, great offsite addition to back, local backups like external drives and time machine. No gimmicks or additional charges. Just $5 a month for unlimited, unthrottled offsite backup. I will tell you, I tried uh, one of their competitors for a while, and it was uploading... My connection can do uh, 20 megabits, something around there, up. And it was using two megabits per second up. And it was going to, it told me it was going to take like two and a half years who to, was it? to Come on, upload who was on it? my phone. I'm not going to say, I'm not, Come in on, the middle of the it? ad, I'm not going to say. Maybe who after the ad's done. Who was it? Come um, on, tell us. Plus, if you're a dev and need archives, check out Backblaze B2, which is a cloud storage for half a penny per gig per month. Half a penny per gig per month. That's Marco nuts. digs it. Marco place. does dig it. So I, does Gruber. I, wow. Yeah, everybody loves it. Make sure you visit backblaze.com slash untaking pictures so they know you came from us and continue to support the show. That's B-A-C-K-B-L-A-Z-E dot com. Wait, what is it? B-A-C-K-B-L-A-Z-E dot com. Right on. See, you got to do it slash twice. Untaking That's the pro pictures. way. Taking pictures, <laughs> untaking pictures listeners get a free 15-day trial. Backblaze.com slash untaking pictures. Thank you very much for the support of untaking pictures. I, so, I really, so I do use them and month. I think they're great. 
Yeah. But then you get a discount if you do a year, you get 10 bucks off and you okay. get 25 bucks off if you do two years. Yeah. So hundred bucks, you're covered for two years, everything. Yeah. It's nuts. It's a good price. Yeah. Uh, they are, uh, it, it is, I, I have restored a couple small files. I haven't restored, you know, my entire drive from them. I haven't had to. Um, but I will say without a doubt, it's uh pretty cool. And I rebuild my machine a lot, you know, like I'll, uh, I'll, um, uh, you know, just wipe the, the OS and reinstall or something like that. And there's a way to basically transfer your old state. So when you log back in, bu- rebuild your machine, you install Backblaze and you say, I want this, t- this machine to be that old machine. You know what I mean? Like, res- yeah, like yeah, move okay. that restore yeah, state yeah. to this machine mm-hmm. and, and you know, 95% of it is already up there. So it doesn't do anything. Um, it just uploads the stuff that's different. It's great. And it doesn't in the background and I don't have to think about it and everything's somewhere else. So anyway, if you are a, uh, a user and you do not have offsite backup, spend the $50 a year and save your sanity. I have local backups, multiple. I have, you know, I have redundancy in my RAID array. I have offsite backup. So the chances of me actually losing images are very, very low. Backblaze. Yep. Um, hey, what I, do you think? I, I do believe you saw it was this. crash plan. Uh, <laughs> apparently for the next gen, for the 10th anniversary edition of the iPhone, Okay. Next year. Yep. They're going to an all glass case. Uh, didn't they have an all glass case a few years? Like all glass, like not even metal around the edges. Uh, apparently not. Apparently, it's an all glass case. Who 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 made this rumor? Uh, well, it's been it's been several places, but uh, apparently Foxconn has been developing glass casings and OLED displays. Oh, this is Min Ji Kuo, who's pretty accurate. Yeah, but man, again, this is Apple putting putting the wrong things. You know, we need. Why would you pho- want a glass phone? Why, we, we need phones that are less destructible and yeah. are not thinner and have more battery life. Like we don't. No one's asking for these things. To if it, you know what, it, <laughs> if it were a Jeopardy answer, it wouldn't be you know breaking. You know, like not Jeopardy, but breaking glass goes together. Breaking aluminum doesn't go together. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why? Why would you? I don't understand that at all. People are crazy. Johnny Ive is a madman. That's that's why. I, I mean, so now you're going to make the whole thing out of? I mean, my iPhone six screen is scratched as shit, and so now you're going to do the whole thing. And I'm <laughs> I'm really ginger with do you my really, stuff. Do you really? You, yours is scratched up. Yours, yours oh, yeah. in front of your camera. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, see, I don't have. An, I don't think I have any scratches on my screen. What do you What do you do with it that you scratch it up so much? Uh, put it in my pocket and take it out of my pocket. That's what I'm saying. What, what do you have in your pocket that's scratching it? You keep uh, it in the pocket with I don't your know, keys? My hand. I don't know. Nothing. I don't, I keep my phone in one pocket, my keys in the other pocket. I don't carry Weird. change. I don't carry, you know, I've had this caps. phone for 11 months and there's not a, there's not a scratch on the front of it. There's a couple like little nicks yeah, on the back of it. It was very disappointing. Wow. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I look when, when, when they were glass on the back on the fours and four S's and I guess the five was partially glass on the back, right? Uh, um, no, five was all aluminum. Oh, 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 it had the windows at the top and bottom, right? So the four and four, uh, S were the glass backed ones. Um, just annoying. I mean, I'm cool, very though. careful with my stuff and I also, I also, it's, in a, it's been in a case since I bought it. I will also say that I liked the fact that the four used steel instead of aluminum, which didn't really ding like the aluminum mm-hmm. does. You know, you like look at the aluminum and it gets a little ding in it. Right. Yeah. I don't care. Um, 
Hey, material science. They'll find a way to make you feel good about it by saying it in a British accent. <laughs> yeah. Our <laughs> glass yeah. manufacturing process. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, John. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, so have you ever had any of your gear stolen? No. Okay. Knock wood. Yeah. A friend of mine, uh, but yeah, what decades ago, had, steal had, my had, stu- I don't have a lot of stuff. I got yeah, one yeah. camera, one lens. Friend of mine had his, had his, uh, uh, Roly 606s stolen back in the day. Hmm. He was, he was, he was at a, he was at a hotel, I think down in Rio actually. And, uh, he went to go get in a cab and he put his stuff down on the ground. And the guy started putting his bags in the cab and he turned around for a second and the guy had gotten in the cab and driven away with his stuff. God, hmm. that would suck. Anyway, apparently some News Corp photographer named Brett Costello was robbed at a cafe of $40,000 worth of camera gear down at the Olympics in Rio. And uh, they like caught the whole thing on video. And then a few days later, uh, he sees a guy in his stolen camera vest. Yeah, with his ID. Yeah. Pretending to be him trying to get in. Yeah. Wah, wah. Wow. Like, I mean, talk about both security concerns and, you know. Um, what a mess. God, it's, 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 this stuff's crazy. Yeah. I've never had anything really stolen, but I'm also the kind of guy who will move his own bags, you know? No, I got it. Thank you. You know, I'm, I'll carry this with me. I will have it next to me. If I sit down on the steps, I don't put my camera bag three feet behind me, leaning against a column. You know, it's next to me, touching me the whole time kind of thing. You know, um, it's just, oh man, that's just like nutsy stuff. Uh, do you, what do you think about insurance on gear? How do you, how do you feel about that stuff? I, I have no comment. Yeah. You have no, I, mean, I don't, I don't, I don't have enough gear again. I don't have enough gear to, to really warrant. I have one camera, one lens. That's it. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, um, I mean, I have, I have Apple care on my phone. Does that count? Yeah. I mean, well, Apple care is actually a good, there's a good thing and your phones break a lot, you know, as, as a general rule, it's like, you know, you could drop them or the stops working or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I could, um, I can, if I had more gear, <clears throat> excuse me, pardon me. If I had more gear and I was, you know, out and about using yeah. it, it's a professional expense. So I, I can absolutely see it. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, I, there's part of me that bothers, uh, that, that makes me, <sighs> if I spend, let's say putting insurance on my gear costs me $500 a year. Right. So that if I'm out and about and Excuse it gets me. stolen or just driven over by a car or whatever. Um, and usually those things have a fairly high deductible, like another $500, you know, for the deductible mm-hmm. or whatever. It's like a if, car policy then, huh? Yeah. And if, if you go and you spend that for 10 years and nothing ever happens to your stuff, you spend $5,000 on, on, on thing. And it's like, well, my whole kit's about $5,000. So I might as well just not have it and rough it. Cause I don't generally break my stuff and it doesn't get stolen. And if it ever did, I'd end up paying the same amount as I would have paid for the insurance. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it sort of, you do a cost benefit analysis. Well, again, you're, you're one of those people that doesn't have a lot of stuff right, relative get, to like right. somebody I, who's like traveling with a pro photo kit. Absolutely. And, you yep. know, blah, blah, yep. blah. Yep. Right. Uh, right. But I just, I guess my point is that like the cost benefit analysis for me doesn't really work out, but of mm-hmm. course it does for other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, my friend who had his camera stolen, got two new ones from, his insurance, you know, and maybe his old ones were beat up. So maybe it worked out well in his favor. Right. <laughs> and in t- I mean, if it gets stolen out of the home, it's covered by my homeowner's policy. Yeah. Although if you are, 
like a working pro and that happens to you, a lot of times they'll deny it if it was if it's your professional gear. Mm. It's not covered under your homeowners. Phew. Good thing I'm not a professional. Uh, exactly. Yeah, that's right. Uh, got anything else to say about theft at the Olympics? You, you no, watch the Olympics I mean, at all? No, not at all. Well, I, actually, I take that back. I watched the fencing. Did, did you did you see the uh, <laughs> the guy from, uh, oh, shoot, some African country was uh, doing judo with a guy from Israel who won the bronze last time? Uh, As I said, I've only seen the fencing, okay. so no, I haven't. So seen this it. guy's like sixth in the world. The other guy was ranked 132 in the rankings, and he pinned him down and won the match in a single single thing like he held him down for 20 seconds or whatever which case yeah and and the guy gets up and he just like walks away and the guy's on the ground the israeli guy's on the ground like staring up at the sky going holy crap what just happened like i just i just lost to this guy who's like 132 in the world like all over in in 20 seconds um it's pretty it's pretty fun i'll find a link and i'll put it in the show notes um so i get an email from my mother my mother my mother my sister yesterday uh my nephew Bert is is in this like summer camp for kindergartners that that he does you know between kindergarten and first grade, and they're studying photography. Mm-hmm. He's six years old. He just turned six, right? And this is the this is the a paragraph from the email I got. Welcome everyone to photography camp. We are very excited to begin this exploration into the basic elements of photography. Remember, six years old. But in order for us to have full understanding of why photography is such an important art form, we learned about the historical significance of photography and how the photographic process was invented. Much has changed since Louis Daguerre invented daguerreotypes back in the 1800s, with the process streamlined later in the 19th century through ferrotypes, which were much more affordable. Later in the 1900s, film cameras made the photographic process more accessible to amateur photographers throughout the world with cameras such as the Kodak No. 1 a junior, a, 1A junior, and even the invention of Kodachrome film, the first ever film available for anyone to purchase, color film for anyone to purchase. Later, the Polaroid land camera would make the process easier by instantly printing the image in the form of a small camera. More recently, the invention of digital cameras has made a digital images process, uh, accessible to everyone and streamlined the photo- photographic process even more through its ease of use by downloading the photographs to a computer to print. And I'm like, the dude's six years old and he knows more about the history of photography than I did five years ago. You know? Right. It's like these kids are on, it's like they're on some sort of warp path, everybody. You know? Like kids today don't play with crayons anymore. They're building 3D models in 3D studio or something. You know? Do you think right. that that's going to lead to accelerated gains as they become adults? Is my question. Wait, say that, say that again. Do you think that these kids being so far beyond what we did as kids is actually going to give them a head start and lead them to become uber, uh, in the German sense, like uber artists? No. 20, 30 years from now. No. No. Okay. Yeah. Because there are already inherent limitations in humans or just because it's too young to notice? I, I, I just, I don't think that, that, I mean... I don't know. I just I don't think having that that background is I mean, for some it might, but I don't think as a general rule, because, you know, a a lot of the kids that are going to be there, maybe they don't care about photography. Maybe they'd rather, you know, go watch Disney Channel. Certainly, certainly not all of them. But I'm just saying, like, by are there outliers? Of course. But will it be, you know, 
Will everybody who attends SEEC photo camp grow up to be amazing photographers? No. Right. No, 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 no. Of course not. Yeah. But I guess what I'm saying is the stuff that they're learning is stuff that you would learn in a intro to photography course in high school or college. You know what I mean? Like just like the, the topics they're discussing are, are not just like a camera takes pictures, you know, it's yeah. just like, let's talk I about mean, the history of photography. You it, know? it feels a little forced. Yeah. Like, like, like uh, let adults- a kid be a kid. Yeah, that's my question. There's some of that, right? Yeah, sure. Like even when they're at, mm. you know, it's the summer. Don't make me learn anything. Yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah I'll yeah, learn yeah, stuff, yeah. you know, September through June. But yeah. June, July, and August, you're on my time. So yeah. just chill out. Jeffrey, on, on our museum visit, we viewed what may have uh, what we think may have been created similarly to a ferrotype, the photograph of Abraham Lincoln in the Presidential Portraits exhibit at the National Portrait Gallery. We even compared it with the painting of Abraham Lincoln on the other side of the wall to emphasize the importance of photography in capturing real life at that moment in time, yeah. whereas a and painting I, can I, be manipulated. Uh, you know, it's like <laughs> yes, and I'm I'm sure it was a riveting discussion. I know that's the thing. It's look like, at his beard. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. exactly. I mean, come on, they're sick. Come on, you Let know, them be kids. Let them have fun. I. It's just crazy to me that this yeah, it's, is. Uh, it's this uh, is how things are done nowadays. I mean, it's. I mean, I get it. You want them to have opportunity. You want them to have advantages. But yeah. at some point, just like let them be kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's. Um, I guess the the whole kids thing is. Uh, like, yeah, how far to push people when they're younger, or even you know, as adults, as teenagers, you know, when to let people find their own way and when to point them in the right direction. Yeah. I mean, do you really want your, your eight-year-old to develop a substance abuse problem because he or she didn't win the spelling bee? Come on. Settle yeah. down. Well, that happens all the time. Settle down. <laughs> Go watch a film called Bad Words. Go watch that. Oh, is that the, is that the spelling bee one? Jason Bateman. Yeah. It's hysterical. I don't think I saw that one. Hysterical. Really? Okay. Yes. Oh, that's fairly recent. Yeah. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, uh, it's it's sort of like the uh, it's a buddy movie. It's yeah. a buddy movie. That's but the but but the 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 older guy who failed or or, or was a, co- a competitor when he was younger. It kind of reminds me of the uh, William H Macy character in um, uh, what was the second? What was the one after Boogie Nights? Magnolia. You know where he was the whiz the whiz kid when he was a kid. Oh yeah yeah yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. And then he's yeah. an adult. One with just uh, kinda... Jason Robards and Tom yeah. Cruise and all that. Yeah. yeah. Good man. That movie made me feel like I was having a panic attack the whole time. This movie <laughs> stressed me out. <laughs> Do you know that movie? That movie stresses you out. It's like holy crap. That's intense. Wigwams and teepees. Um, what, what are you going to tell me about uh, Matthew Hanson? Henson. I I saw this this morning. Um, th- this is uh, an article on Nat Geo. Yep. Uh, and, and it is, the, the title is historic photos, mark the 150th birthday of a pioneering black explorer. The subtitle reads largely ignored for nearly a century. Matthew Henson made big contributions to polar exploration born 150 years ago today. And it's a, a, a small story and a photo gallery of, uh, uh, this polar team, uh, you know, 150 or hundred years ago or whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah. and it's just. It's just fascinating. Um, you know, black, white, or otherwise, it doesn't really matter. They're fascinating photographs from arguably the edge of the world at the time, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Taken I, in 1900. It's, it's, it's crazy to think that almost within the lifetime of people who are just dying now, there were parts of the earth that people hadn't been to. Mm-hmm. You know, like the, the, there was still mystery 
uh, in the earth, which is just crazy to me. Um, I mean, even what was it, 1953 that we got to that, that Hillary and Tenzing Norgay got to the top of Everest. It's like, that's within my mother's lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody uh, got Henson, to the top of Everest. Henson was born in 1866. Crazy. Uh, like a, a black pioneer explorer in the early 1900s. That's insane yeah. that that was happening. At age 13, as an orphan, he became a cabin boy on a ship where the vessel's captain taught him to read and write. Wow. Henson was working as a store clerk in Washington, D.C. in 1887. When he met Perry, uh, Robert E. Perry, they're talking right. to uh, Perry hired him as a valet and the two actually probably a valet. Yeah. And if you watch uh, Archer, you'll you'll get that reference. <laughs> Isn't it valet? Yeah. If he's parking my car. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, the two began a long working relationship that spanned half a dozen epic voyages over two decades. This is fantastic. In 1900. Okay. 1900. Yep. yep. Henson and Peary went further north, uh, farther north than anyone else had before. Later, they broke their own record. The pair explored Greenland and possibly made it to the North Pole in 1909, uh, accompanied by four Inuit men. Although it's been difficult to confirm, Henson believed he was the first person to make it to the pole. <laughs> no, I was there. Really? Yeah. Can you prove it? Yeah, I was there. I can't get along without him, Peary said of Henson, who was an expert dog sledder, hunter, craftsman, and navigator, who even became fluent in Inuit. I mean, just to have one of those things, just to be good at one of those things would be yeah, amazing, yeah. let alone all of them. It's also pretty uh, cool, the picture. If you click on the 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 um, thought they were the first ones there, there's a link. And uh, it goes to an article about... Yeah, although although it's been difficult to confirm that link right, right. goes to a thing. Peary in the North Pole a hundred years ago today, and there's a picture on here of the deck of the ship covered with sled dogs because they had to yeah. bring so many dogs there. That's Isn't that amazing. amazing? Yeah, the cool. Roosevelt. Uh back when Nat Geo was Nat Geo. Uh, you know what? Quit being a hater. Well, I'm not being a hater. Quit being a hater. Who's it owned by now? You know, I, I'm sorry. I didn't. I missed my subscription to National Wadographic. Sorry. No, but uh, who bought? Who bought it? Was it News Corp that bought it? Uh, was that the Murdoch guy, Rupert yeah, Murdoch? Yeah, is that who bought it? I'm not sure. Maybe. Yeah. Sad. Uh, very sad. Good. Why is it sad? They're still doing great work. The people still believe in what they're doing. Yeah, they're but they to do like, the best they can. Oh, I no, 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 no. I I just think it's sad that they're not getting more support and that the world is moving on from you know the National Gra- National Geographic that we knew in the 80s and the 70s. And 70s. Do you subscribe? No, I don't. Well, then you're part of the problem, aren't yep. you? Yep. Yep. All right. I'm not saying that I am uh, uh, immune to this thing. <laughs> it's I'm your just fault. It's, sad. it's your fault. There's. No I never subscribed magazine. before either. Really, you've never subscribed? Uh, maybe we got it when I was a kid. I, yeah. I mean, we probably did, but I've never subscribed myself. Yeah. I've never been a huge magazine guy because I I find that uh, I subscribe to magazines and then I just have stacks of magazines around the house. So I stopped. Subs- <laughs> I didn't right. want stacks of magazines. I feel guilty about the paper. To be honest, you ever feel guilty about like the paper? No. Yeah, see, this is where we diverge, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I feel guilty about junk mail paper, but not magazines that learn and inspire and teach and no. Mm-mm. Mm, okay. Fair enough. Um, I will put a link to this uh, article about Matthew Henson in, uh, in the show notes. Uh, what so else from inspiring, we go to depressing. You, f- you find this depressing? Yeah. I mean, they're interesting images. They're, they're fascinating images. But 
Uh, these satellite images, this was on Feature Shoot today, which if, you, if you've never been to Feature Shoot, they've got a terrific thing going on. I've been following them for years. It is a terrific site. Um, horrific satellite images of Texas feedlots. And it, it's, it kind of reminds me of some of the Bertinsky stuff in terms of the scale of it, but it's just, it's very odd. It's very odd. So this is probably slaughter time of beef cattle. Beef in, or pork. Yeah. Yeah. In, uh, in, in Texas. Dalhart, um, Texas. Uh, when Manchester-based photographer Mishka Henner first stumbled upon these seemingly abstract images on Google Earth, he had no idea what he was seeing. With research, the artist realized that these tentacle-like scars on the Earth were created by the meat industry. The harrowing satellite-sourced images that constitute the what is that the feediots <laughs> oh, i missed funny. it hold on uh, the title the feediots oh, oh yeah 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 uh convey the sheer scale of intensive farming in america where the need to maximize profit all too often takes precedence over concern for sustainability and animal welfare i'm not going to go off on a rant on whether you do or don't dig meat don't know don't care we're just talking about the images yeah um i think that these are um fascinating but i am not at all surprised by them uh they they almost look like like slides like microscopic slides yeah some of them do yeah especially well you look everything i feel like river basins and that kind of stuff are very fractal like where Mm -hmm. you know you just get closer and they just look the same um this does get back to that whole thing of you know if somebody's just zooming around on google earth and taking screenshots (laughs) is it really photography uh you know are they the artist or are they just noticing something that's already there um uh, well but, but but these are but these are very neat in the way that uh is it she i missed it uh mishka mishka henner is mishka henner a girl or a boy i will find out bio uh it is a uh a guy mishka henner there you go uh yeah i think it's interesting what are you going to say about the uh the the theory well, there, I think that there is uh, – he's curating. Yeah, sure. And I think that there's value in that. Uh, sure. Whether or not you were in a paraglider over these places, it, it's a different – it's a different contribution. It's a different level of of uh, artistry, of craft, right. of of – work what you know whatever you need to 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 say about it but i think that it's still valuable yeah i mean we took that uh there was that guy who took the pictures from google earth right or not google Mm -hmm. earth street view street view yeah yeah um yeah i mean look if you if you want to go down that slope you can get down to the point where you know by looking at an image you're choosing that one and therefore you're an artist you know um Um, you see what i'm saying about that yeah i do but i don't agree Right. Well, I'm, my point I mean, is there, that there, the line is some somewhere. Work that's might... being done here. You know, in the yeah, same way, sure. I watched a thing the, this morning about uh, uh, George Martin and his choice to use uh, a string section on Eleanor Rigby. Sure. And how it was like the first Classic. song that uh, that the Beatles didn't actually play on. Yep. Yeah. He had to. He was like he talked him into it? Wrote a little part. Yep. Yeah. He wasn't. He wasn't in the band technically, but he was in many ways a curator of their sound. Right. Well, that's that's the producer's job. Yes. Yep. So, you know, I think there's value here. I think, no, there's value. But would you, you call know, the person a photographer? Is my question. Uh, 
in this case yeah yeah because he okay. seemed it seemed, he is also a photographer i think this is one project among many right 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 okay fair enough yeah um yeah i think they're cool i always wanted to do a similar thing with all of the f- uh, airplane boneyards that are out west sure. in arizona and stuff did didn't uh steinmetz do one of those things they may have yeah a body of work around that george steinmetz if you haven't found or heard of george steinmetz uh, another terrific National Geographic photographer. Uh, much of his work done from a paraglider, very simple paraglider, which is basically a parachute with a motor on his back, and yeah. he flies very slow speeds over uh, these these often desolate landscapes, shooting from above, and they're, they're beautiful photographs. Did you uh, do you ever go buy any of those aircraft boneyards? Because you, I mean, you were out in. Arizona and stuff. Uh, there's one in Davis Monthan is the big one outside of Tucson. Yeah, I drove by it with my parents once, but we never yeah. went to it. Can you see in through the? I mean, is it like you're driving by and you're like, "Wow, look at all those planes." I don't remember. It was okay. I was really little. Yeah, there's one out in California somewhere too because there's the oh god, what was that terrible movie where the the actress died last year? Uh, Can't buy me love. You remember that '80s movie? No, uh, 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 no, it doesn't uh, ring a bell. It was um, oh, Patrick Can't Dempsey is like a t- Patrick Dempsey's nerdy kid who's saving up money by uh, mowing oh, lawns. Oh, he, he mows lawns to, to buy a telescope. I do remember that. And he ends up paying off this the hot girl to be his girlfriend for a few weeks. Oh or yeah, Amanda Peterson, who died recently of drugs. Oh, did she? Yeah, like within the last year. Um, and now uh, Patrick Dempsey races cars. Yeah, no. but uh, it's no. actually, uh, I mean, it's its a terrible 1987 movie, but like as far as 1987 terrible movies go, it's worth watching. I actually watched it last year. No it Breakfast Club, I'll tell you that. No, it's no Breakfast Club, but it is uh, It is funny and- uh, Hold on, I got another one. I got another one. Go ahead. No 16 Candles, I'll tell you that. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're just going to go, go through one the John more. Hughes? Go ahead. No Pretty, no in pretty pink, pink, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it Home Alone? Um, but, uh, there's a scene in it where, where he takes her and they jump over a fence and they're sitting like in a boneyard, you know, an aircraft boneyard. Uh, so it must be somewhere, there must be somewhere near LA in order to make that whole thing make sense. Or it was just movie magic. Or it was movie magic, which is even better. Cause you know, what's awesome. Movie magic, movie magic. It's good, good, good stuff. Uh, I will put a, uh, a link in t- of the feature shoot article of the Texas feedlots. Mmm, feedlots. Makes me want a hamburger. I had a really good hamburger yesterday. Did you? You ever, ever ask for, uh, yeah, the diner up the hill from me makes a mean hamburger because they, they hand pack their burgers and they hand cut their fries. So they are quite good. Um, but you ever ask for medium rare and you get it and it's like a little too rare inside? It's like almost uncooked inside? Uh, no. Yeah. You're not a medium rare kind of guy? I just never ask for it that way. Most no. most burger places uh, seem to say we have to cook medium well by law. Ah, they will they will come back with that. I don't know if it is a law, but that's well, I have, I have heard tell saves that that's the way. It, you know, it might be the the medium rare that I eat all the time that causes my mad cow symptoms. Maybe <laughs> so, something Maybe. has to. <laughs> um, hey, I forgot to tell you. Can I call an audible real quick? Sure. Uh, th- this is actually. I could probably save it for offline, but some of the people listening might dig it. Uh, there was a, a little story on uh, uh, the guy who did the the poster for Stranger Things, a guy named Kyle Lambert. Okay. 
does a lot of work on an iPad. Okay. And uh, he did this, he did the poster. Uh, what got him really noticed was he did this photorealistic uh, uh, illustration of Morgan Freeman on an iPad in, in a, an app called Procreate. But uh, he, if People you look like at his Procreate. stuff, it's uh, kylelambert.co.uk, K-Y-L-E-L-A-M-B-E-R-T.co.uk for those of you listening. I'll put a link in the show uh, Tell me, look, click on that, that Stranger Things poster and tell me he is not the heir apparent to Drew Struzan. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, almost to the point of, you know, uh, it's, 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 at what point is it homage and at what point is it like direct, you know? Uh, beautiful yeah. work, though. Yeah, very, very cool work. Man, that, really beautiful. That lead Great kid in Stranger Things still looks like a bird to me. He's weird looking. I like it. He is also in uh, It, which is being filmed right now, the Stephen King. Oh, really? The little kid. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the the guy you, you said, the frog-looking kid, that's how you've described him? That Bird. Guy? Bird-looking. Bird. Yeah. Birds birds and frogs are slightly different, you know. I thought last episode you said he looked like a frog. Frog? I don't think so. Hmm. Maybe I did. I, I doubt I don't know. I did. But uh, yeah, if you click through these things, like the, the, the one of the sheriff, that's that's straight up Indiana Jones. Click click to the right. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's totally Indiana. That is absolutely with the pencil marks and the spatter. Yeah, yeah. Straight up Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, Procreate is sort of the uh, the uh, the the tool of choice for the iPad Illustrator, isn't it? Seems to be. I mean, if they're getting this kind of work out of it, it's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So great stuff. Anyway, I just thought you'd I thought you'd get a kick out of it because yeah. you're you know kind of I like that, that show. Yeah. I will put a link in the show notes. So it's a great show. I, I really love it. I can't wait for the next season. I'm very much looking forward to that. Yeah. 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 I almost want them. I, I was thinking about it the other day and I was talking about it with the Brits. I, I would almost be okay if it was a completely different story, like, uh, like, um, uh, amazing stories kind of thing. Same you know, characters or completely different characters, as different well. characters, or maybe just a single character, like 11 shows up in the next one. You know what I mean? Like where there's maybe just threads eleven through and it. the sheriff or something. Yeah, like I like that sheriff character. Yeah, yeah. He was uh he played the um the other anchor on Newsroom. Oh, okay. Don, I do believe his name was uh on Newsroom, and uh, he was good on that too. And I I was watching him in the show. I was like, God, I know that guy. How do I know him? And it's hmm. because of this. Um, yeah, very very cool. Uh, what? So uh, we got you want to talk about last week's assignment? Last week's assignment. What was that? Let me pull it up. Pulling it up. Shout it from the... Rooftop. There it is. Uh, some of these are... Uh, ooh, look at... Actually, I like the... I like Justice's one of the uh, of the uh, shingle. Like sort of... Yeah. Short depth of field macro. Oh, Mo, uh, Mo Morgan lives you, in such a cute little town. Oh, oh, it's fake. Also, if you have not put up... Uh, I, I put out a little thing. I want to see what everybody shoots with. I want to see your kit. We've seen your photos. Let's see how you make them. So uh, if you can... If you feel so inclined, post a shot of of your kit up on the Google Plus group, uh, and and let us see what you're shooting with. It's not you know you, you don't have to shoot it on the floor. You don't have to. How, how do you take a picture of your kit if it, of your camera if you need a camera to take a picture of your camera? Well, borrow one or oh, use I your see. phone or <laughs> you know. It looks like uh, Todd Todd Schick is 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 toning his images a little cyan. It's a little. Uh, who's your buddy who you did the thing with? Wait, Thompson? where? Where? Show me where. Uh, Todd Schick. Uh, I don't know. 
10 down on the, if you just go to the assignment with the uh the very uh cyan sky oh uh uh ben thomas ben, ben thomas yeah and if you have guys and girls if you're listening and you haven't seen ben thomas go check out ben thomas his the body of work is called chroma chr we use him as a photographer for the week uh, I believe so. Yeah. And uh, there's also a terrific episode of Process Driven, if I do say so myself. I like that one. Uh, I listen to that one. Good guy. Good yep. guy. Meeting up with him next month in New York City. Ah, very nice. Um, uh, yeah, look at the... Uh, oh, there's lots of good stuff here. Oh, I like Fielding's One of the Tent. That's cute. Isn't that cute? Looking out of our tent. One. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Michael over in Austria, the nice little... Look at that old... Love that. Oh, look at that. Rooftop. This the, f- fires of 150 years have gone through this chimney. Yep. Um, 20 million. In nice panorama from uh, from Hugh from from I think what was panorama last week's. Yeah. Um, well, I like that other one from Michael looking down on yeah, that. Yeah. How the heck cove. was he? Uh, how did he get up? Is that a drone there? shot? How'd you get up there, Michael? Yeah, it's a good question. Photo details. It's a fairly big image. It's. 3,900 by 2,900. You look at that, I'll keep Oh, going. DJI, yeah, it must be a, it must oh, be it a drone. Oh, it is a drone, okay. Wow, that's uh, a high. Vijoy, is that how you pronounce your name? Vijoy Pandey? Pandey? Pandey. Oh, right in, oh look uh, at that. Vijoy, let us know how to not butcher your name. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with Vijoy Pandey. Okay, yes, this looks like it's in, um, I, you know, I don't know. Where is that, India? It's beautiful, wherever yeah, it's it at. it is beautiful. Look at the rock formations. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Gorgeous shot, Vjoy. Um Bodan Beratyansky. Am I pronouncing that right, Bodan? Yeah. Uh the International Space Station over his neighborhood. That's really cool. That's super cool. And yeah, it and that. it look at that how it perfectly kind of well, not perfectly, but almost perfectly matches the the, the uh, angle of the, the angle of the of the of the roof. The it's roof almost line. like he did that on purpose. Almost. Uh, I also like the one of Mitch Sevier, the top of his car. With the, yeah, heading down the road. Yeah, that's a good cool. shot. Looks it's like got, a Porsche ad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Good stuff. Vroom, vroom. Ah, rooftops is a good one. Yeah. Uh, Ken Larman, Denver from the Denver Art Museum. Love that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Matthew Stodden, Des Moines, Iowa. Look at that. Um, oh, a lot of rooftops. Wow, look at them all. Burke Schellenberg. Burke, is that, am I pronouncing that right? Schellenberg. Uh, terrific shot. Another one from Ken. Nick Govis having lobster roll Connecticut style. Right. Yeah, I'm going to plus one that one. Johan. Wow. A beautiful image, that panorama. Gosh, oh, yeah, that's gorgeous. Yeah. Um, yeah, boy. Waller, the Duomo. Uh, Florence. I, I, think, I think that our, our listeners have, have surpassed us. I don't know why we even talk anymore. Man, this is great. You guys killed it. Brett Sanders, beautiful night shot. Yeah. Um, what do you want to do for this week? Oh, wait. Uh, one more. Burke oh. Schellenberg, rooftops, the, these like cigarette butts and the ladder in the distance from the rooftop. I love that. Let me find that one. That's uh, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good stuff. I, I might have to change from dumpsters to cigarette butts. Kidding. It's all you, Burke. It's actually harder to find nowadays because yeah, well, uh, less people smoking. Not in D.C. Smoking. It's not. Yeesh. A lot of smokers in D.C. A lot of smokers in D.C. A lot of, sometimes not, I see not as much as smoking. in New York. Oh, God. I see young kids smoking sometimes. I'm like, what are you doing? You people, you people smoke up a storm it. there in New York. I don't. Uh, I don't know anybody who smokes. Wow, I don't beautiful. Think. 
Another one from Johan. All right, Johan, you know, settle Slow down. down. Quit putting yeah. up such amazing shots, man. Settle down. You know, it takes, uh, um, uh, it's like $16 for a pack of cigarettes in New York now. It's almost a dollar a cigarette. Wow. Uh, Justice Grunau. Uh, is it Freiburg, Germany, or Freiburg? Freiburg, Freiburg. Freiburg, Freiburg. You say Freiburg, and I say Freiburg. Right. Uh, yeah, Nick Govis, another panorama from Iceland. Beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Uh, okay. So, uh, safe to say, you guys just killed it again. Man, these are beautiful images. Yep. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, uh, what, what do you? Uh, what we can do we whatever at? you want. Can we do park? Let's do park. Sure. Because park could be a lot of things. Yeah. You could. You can take a picture of a park. You can go park. It could be an amusement park. It could park. be a parking lot, a parking meter, a parking yeah. sign. Yeah. Park. 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 You, park. Park. You, park. You park. Could park. 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 Oh, really? With a K or with a C? Uh, with a K, I do believe. Huh. Yeah. Uh, that a comment? If we have any Korean listeners, call me writer, correct or incorrect. I'm yeah, pretty sure. Yeah, podcast at ontakingpictures.com. I do believe it's like Johnson or Jones or whatever. Really? Park, yeah. In Korea? I'm huh. 90% sure. I wonder, does it have a, I wonder what it means. Does it mean something? I don't know. Uh, Korean listeners, write in. Yeah. Would love to know. Hashtag park. Hashtag park. <laughs> uh, boom. In the, so, in the show notes. Who, uh, Gre- which Greg? Which Greg suggested our, our photographer of the week? That's a good question. Let's find out. Uh, searching, searching. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was, uh, it was uh, actually, I don't know which Greg this is. Uh, Paint Heart. This oh, is, uh, uh, okay. Uh, uh, yeah. What's his What's his last name? Is it Dubois? Could be. Yeah, I don't know. Look at that. He doesn't even have it in. There. Oh, yeah. No, it's Paint Art Painter. Yeah, Greg Art. Greg Hart Painter. Greg Hart, maybe. Greg anyway, Hart. Greg Hart. Uh, cool work. All right, well, either like way, work. Greg. Uh, who his is paintings it? Are hold, great. On, hold on. Hold on. Ready? Here it is. Yeah, Here it is. Go ahead. Oh, we got a th- we got a drum roll today. Got a drum roll. Okay. I can't keep it going for very long. You want me to say it? Say it, damn it. Say it. Eve Arnold. Ah, jeez. I was getting a cramp. <laughs> <laughs> Eve Arnold. We haven't we haven't thrown this term out, but Bill, would you say that Eve Arnold was a monster? Uh, Yeah, I think that that is safe to say that Eve Arnold is a monster. Or was. Or actually, is she still alive? Let's see. I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, I will. I will check while you discuss. So, uh, uh, born on April twenty first, nineteen twelve. Died in twenty twelve at the age of ninety nine on my birthday in twenty twelve. Actually, January fourth. Magnum Shooter, uh, best known for her iconic photographs of Marilyn Monroe from the early nineteen fifties, all the way up to nineteen sixty one on the set of the movie star's final film, The Misfits. Man, a lot uh, of people this- made their bones taking pictures of Marilyn Monroe. Have you noticed that? Uh, well, she was a, she was a pretty lady. Yep. Uh, this is from a Time Magazine article from last year uh, yep. called Eve Arnold's Life Reimagined Through Her Photographs. Reexamined, not reimagined. Sorry, reexamined. Yep. Sorry. 
Uh, Arnold's career, however, wasn't limited to Marilyn Monroe. She photographed politicians, musicians, artists, celebrities such as Malcolm X, Joan Crawford, Elizabeth Taylor, Paul Newman, and Jacqueline Kennedy. Uh, everyone loves Jacqueline Kennedy. She was a beautiful lady. Class, yeah, elegant, was. poised, yeah. well-spoken. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. The, uh, and, and beautiful work. I, could, I mean, being a photographer, a female professional photographer in the 1950s must have been. Uh, Not a lot. Uh, she she yeah. had to be elbowing her way in. She must have been a tough cookie. To, yeah, to, I mean, to, not a lot. There was a, a it was Eve Arnold, it was Lee Miller. Yep. Um, uh, would it, Berenice Abbott would have been sure, in there. Bernie Abbott, right? sure. Uh, yeah. You know, so, but not a lot. Not yep. a lot of them. Yep. But if you know. do a Google image search for Eve Arnold, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, I've seen that. Oh, I've seen that. Oh, I've seen that. I mean, yeah, just yeah. one after another of gorgeous, gorgeous photographs. 99 years old. Wow, that's a yeah. long life. Oh, she, okay. So she did, uh, yeah, she did that beautiful photo of, of, uh, of, uh, uh, Elizabeth Taylor looking through the pearl necklace mm-hmm. kind of over, over, over her face as a mask. Gorgeous shot. Yep. Yep. Uh, Marlena Dietrich, Marilyn, uh, I mean, just, you know, gorgeous photos. Yeah. I, yeah. The one through the, uh, pearls is like, almost looks like, um, yeah, sunglasses or uh, like glasses mm-hmm. or a mask. Yeah. It's beautiful. 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 Uh, work. even the, the portrait of herself, uh, by Lord Snowden in 2001, where she's the old woman in the trench coat, the mm-hmm. picture on the telegraph. That's a great photo too. Mm-hmm. Um, of her just as like, she seems like she must've been a pretty badass person. I like badass people. I actually, I, I especially like, like badass, like professional women at a time when, that was probably not as accepted, you know? Yeah. Um, oh man, I love this picture of Joan Crawford. Joan Crawford, it's in a, in a, in a, a full makeup mirror, but Joan is also holding like an eight by 10 mirror. So we see the back of her head and then we see the front of her as well as the front of her in, in the mirror. So you get these two different here. Let me put this in. Two different angles. Here. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Let me see. Yeah, sure. It's a great shot. Yeah, I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Uh, so, uh, good stuff. There's a uh, there's a page in the show notes, uh, a, a link to her her page on Magnum. Okay. Uh, so, a bunch of bodies of work there, um, shot in color, shot in black and white. Um, I don't have this book. Uh, there's a book, I believe it's called All About Eve. Oh, that's cool. Good name. Uh, I don't have that, but I, I think I may end up getting it. Uh, apparently, you said uh, she lived in Mayfair for many years until her last illness when she moved into a nursing home in St. George's Square. When Angelica Houston uh, asked if she was still doing photography, Arnold replied, quote, that's over. I can't hold a camera anymore. Mm. She spent the most of her time reading writers such as Dostoevsky, Thomas Mann, and Tolstoy. I can't hold a camera. That's... That, that I mean, that's got to be devastating to not sure. to physically not be able to do, to do that thing that you love most in life. Yep, yep. yep. Uh, I mean, luckily, most photographers that is less of an issue than for say gymnasts or dancers or sure you know, athletes. Um, but you you don't you wouldn't 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 you maybe say that you go into careers like that dancers gymnasts athlete you you go into that knowing that you're on a finite timeline. I think that when you're younger and you're doing it, you think you're invincible and you're going to go forever. And I think that there's a period somewhere in your early thirties, mid thirties, late thirties or something where you kind of go, 
oh shoot, there's a brick wall up in front of me. Hmm. You know, I think that I think that you. It may be that that's there, but I don't think that most people think about it when they're starting out. Mm-hmm. You know, because they just they want the glory or they want the success or they want to, that's what they want to do. All the rest of it is secondary, including the end of it. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is probably why it hits so many of them so hard uh, towards the end. Interesting. Uh, Eve Arnold, good choice. Got anything else? Thank you, uh, Greg. Yeah. Wait, Greg, uh, Glenn, Glenn, Greg. Greg, Greg, wasn't it? Yeah. Thank you, Greg. Yeah, yeah beautiful work choice. too. Look at the work. Did you see his work? Greg's work? Yeah. What is it? Where is that? Where do I go? There you go. Uh, we'll give, let's, let's give Greg a little plug here. Paintheart.com. I may have seen his work. Oh yeah, I have seen this. Real nice stuff. Yeah. What is that? Is that uh, watercolor? Looks like acrylic. Oh, acrylic. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I see the impasto. For a second, I, it almost looked like it was just flat on the paper. Yeah, there's um, one. I don't know who that is, but it looks like Buddy Holly. Are you going to start singing 24? Weezer now? What? You gonna start Am I going to start Weezer? singing Weezer? No. <sighs> Never liked Weezer very much. I'm not a and, huge fan, but I do like Mary Tyler Moore. Uh, really? All right, moving on. If you'd like <laughs> to get a hold of us, podcast at ontakingpictures.com. Leave a voicemail, 347-687-9411. Or you could find Jeffrey and I uh, at Jeffrey Sidoris at Bill Wadman on uh, Twitters and Instagrams and all the rest of those kinds of things. Yes. Um, and uh, I guess we'll see you next week. Hey, get outside. Yes. Maybe to, oh, I don't know, a park. Oh, boy. Huh? Yeah, that's good. I like that. Huh? Yeah, I, I like that a lot. That was a good joke. Yeah. Wait, should I, should I leaf it alone? Ugh. God. Am I am I am I barking up the wrong tree? Oh God. <laughs> uh, there's something wrong with you, you know that? <laughs> there's pills to fix that nowadays. <laughs> I can't afford them. <laughs> Alright, we'll talk to you next week. Alright, have a great week, everyone. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Going on and on the way we are for so long. Do it!